Welcome to The Stare Down, sports talk and real estate with Sean Carpenter of Coldwell Banker in Columbus, Ohio, Bill Risser of Fidelity National Title in Tampa, Florida, and Todd Meininger of Cummins, Georgia. Listen in as they discuss the week in sports and toss in a pinch of real estate too. Now your hosts, Sean, Todd and Bill. Welcome to The Staredown. It's our sports talk and real estate show where we get together and talk about what happened last week and what's going to happen this week in sports and a little bit about what's happening in our business of real estate and doors and hardware and the Portland Trailblazers out in Portland, Oregon. Let's get started. Hey, I'm Sean Carpenter in Columbus, Ohio. I'm your host, joined by my regular co-host, Bill Risser down in St. Petersburg, Florida. We have Todd Meininger in Cumming, Georgia, and Shea Brewer out in the Pacific Northwest in Portland, Oregon. Boys, we got a lot to talk about, so let's make the introductions quick. Bill, what's going on in St. Pete? Not much, Sean. Just um, I'm hanging out here on a, a Sunday night as we record this episode, basking in the glow of the return of Tiger. Next. Todd, what's up? Wow. So real estate, pretty cool. Doors and hardware, totally awesome. Oh, I work for the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, <laughs> One is one, which one doesn't belong? That's the cool job. Uh, Sean, hey, great weekend. Um, hung out with my parents, uh, uh, watching uh, the Gators last night on the beach in Florida. So um, I'm on a little high. All's good. Nice. And you, Shay, what's going on out in the Portland area? Fall is officially here. The, the leaves are falling off the trees. I'm drinking a Sam Adams Oktoberfest, and I've got a hoodie on right now. <laughs> <laughs> hoodie for the win that's uh the weather's i think it's just starting to starting to turn to fall we i've got some leaves in the ground and i've got uh I, I wore my pullover half the round yesterday morning so it was a brisk morning i'm drinking uh one of my last few canadian beers i brought back from cooley brewing company hoodoo hops from lethbridge uh alberta a little ipa tell what do you got i got a hazy little thing ipa from sierra nevada a little a tiny little uh, brewery in california what a what a weekend in in sports, right? We've got we've got this this thing called the the uh, the Tiger Woods effect that just happened. It's that's going to be multi generational as we'll as we'll touch on. We had college football. What was wasn't a great slate of games turned into a pretty good weekend of action. Uh, we had some amazing uh, wins today and some amazing losses today, and maybe one in the brewing as we're watching this uh, episode. Todd, I see you got your Lions hat on. Uh, Lions out to an early thirteen zero, I believe start. And and then uh, baseball, we got one week to go, uh, but the picture is starting to become pretty clear. And um, for two of the guys on the show here, Todd and Shay, uh, we had a clinching this week um, by the Atlanta Braves, first time since I believe 2013, if I'm correct, mm-hmm. uh, first time the new stadium, and uh, there's got to be some excitement. So why don't we actually start there and uh, start in baseball, and then we'll, we'll kind of finish with some of the other the, the bigger stories. Um, Bill, what jumps out to you in the baseball uh, in the baseball final week of the season. Well, if you look at the, uh, I, I got to go wild card NL. All of a sudden, you've got the uh, the central just jumping up and taking charge, right? Because the Brewers and Cardinals are now mm-hmm. one two in the wild card behind the Cubs uh, with the uh, Rockies and and uh, it, right there in the hunt. But the D backs sorely um, virtually eliminated today, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, otherwise, let's just get to next uh, Tuesday and start these one-game play-ins or <laughs> whatever we really want to call them. Uh, but, uh, but pretty cool. And I, I got one other piece of news I want to throw out there. Just I don't know if you know this. Do you guys know there's a 20-game winner in the American League? No, I miss me, Bill. It's Blake Snell with the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. All right. And his ERA coming into today's game was 1.97. 20 win, a 1.97 ERA, and nobody's wow. heard of this kid. Yeah. Cy so, so Young? Uh, absolutely. He should win. Yeah, this right? We'll see. Yeah. You, you never know. Right. Um, so yeah. Anyways, that's, that's my little quick baseball wrap up, Sean. Cause I know there's so much. Who could, who could steal it? Who could steal it from him? Just who's the bigger name maybe that, uh, that the guy out of, uh, is a sale out of Boston? Yeah. Sale in Boston's one of them. Um, who else is, I mean, Kluber, Kluber's pitching great in Cleveland. Yeah. Pitching, Kluber yeah. in Cleveland but, is, but is another number. good year. Yeah, none of those numbers met, uh, rack up with Snell's, you know. So any of the any of the Houston boys can do it. Verlander, anyone? Yeah, like that? possibly. I think the, the good news is this: he's playing for a, a really good Tampa Bay team. They're eighteen or nineteen games over five hundred. 
Um, they'd be a half game ahead of the Braves if they were in the uh, National League. But, but hey, they're not. They're in the American League <laughs> with, the, uh, with the Red Sox and the Yankees. So uh, it's one of those things, you know, where you're just kind of in a small market. The team's not in the playoffs. That stuff matters. So here's, here's, the, way it would, here's the, pl- the way the playoffs look as of right now. Obviously, a couple things could change uh, with positioning. But right now, um, Boston, Cleveland, Houston have clinched a playoff spot, as has New York. Um, mm-hmm. So all we're waiting on now is the, is the last wild card, which looks to be Oakland. Uh, if the season ended right now, Oakland plays the wild card playing game at New York, and the winner of that, of that game goes to play in Boston. Wow. All right. So, um, And then Cleveland and Houston will face off with uh, with – uh, Houston holding a four games to three lead on the season series uh, between that, but that, that series why we would start in Cleveland. Okay. Um, God, God, over in the, I, this wild card in baseball, is this just a joke? Like, can you at least play best out of three? Like, why is there a one game play in for the wild card spot? If you fought so hard all season, why does it come down to one game? And then you have to go enter a series after that. I'm old enough to remember the wild card coming into play. <laughs> you know, Shay. As am I. Yeah, as uh, everyone here except for Shay. No. Um, <laughs> so when the wild card first came along, it was uh, it was an interesting play, right? It definitely kept more people interested in the outcome because you could have some runaways in divisions where you just did, you know, especially in there were just two, uh, you know, east and west. But now with the, they broke it into four. They added the wild card. It definitely gave us some excitement. I think Major League Baseball's goal was to add one more wild card to the mix to give it a little even more, keep even more fans interested in the game. So it works. Uh, but I'll tell you what, there's no way they could do a three-game play-in strictly from just timing. Um, we're already ending some of these games, you know, yeah, in totally. frigid, frigid, snowy weather. So unless they went to a 154-game schedule, which they've talked about, um, then they could incorporate even a best of five, right? You know, kind of a wild card or even expand the playoffs. But there's a whole lot of traditionalists in baseball that I, I know they did the wild card. And that was a big change. I just don't know how much further they'd go. I don't know if that, I don't know if that answered your question. Just give you my take. Hey, uh, Bill, I'll, I'll jump in. It's uh, it's revenue, right? It's <laughs> it, but it's more one game, one game of revenue, well, which they say is true. You might get three. <laughs> yes and no, but you keep the you keep the um, the contenders in, involved, right? I think that's it. You got. Yeah. Usually, at least one or two guys compete for the wild card. Three, four. Um, some years it's tighter than others. It, it's it's a revenue play. It's a it's a fan interest generation um, activity. Um, but you know what? It also one, one 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 game wins all. Right? It's kind yeah. of exciting. Well, it also puts this. In, you know, this it puts the weight on winning the division. Make it matters, right? Not just making the playoffs matters. Like in football, you just want right. to get in. You know, yeah. you get a buy if you're one or two, but if, if uh, in baseball, you want to win your division so you, you get a full series. I agree with you, Shay. Right. It, is, it is a kind of a, a, a buzzkill. I mean, it's kind of like saying you win dinner and then they give you a, a gift certificate for an appetizer, you know? Um, it, you know, you've got to go and play that one game. And although, although I think if you probably look at the stats, the team that's been on the road in that wild card game, I think it's, 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 not, it's not as much of a home field advantage as you think. I think a lot of the teams in the past have, they've gone on the road have uh, won that game. So uh, over in the West really quick, um, Atlanta is the only team surprisingly that's clinched uh, right now. Atlanta is the only team that's clinched uh, in the NL uh, LA and the Cubs right now are in the driver's seat in the two divisions for, for the division crowns. Um, so once again, if the season ended today, uh, St. Louis would be playing at Milwaukee and the winner of that going to Wrigley field to play the Cubs. So surprisingly uh, there's a chance for the, interdivision matchups with the Yankees and Red Sox and the uh, winner of the Cardinals Brewers versus the Cubs. And then Atlanta is going to play uh, LA. Atlanta would go to LA uh, as of right now um, for the baseball playoffs. So um, anything else from baseball guys? Cause there's a lot of other things we can talk about, but you know, it's, it's probably pretty exciting for, for Atlanta uh, with what's happened with the, with the Bravos, huh? Yeah, you uh, you tweeted that hype video, which is awesome. Um, hey, they opened up a new stadium, haven't won the East since 2013, and this is a team that uh, used to used to pencil them in the playoffs, just depending on where they were at. So yeah, big big uh, big fun in Atlanta here. Um, gosh, it stinks. They'd have to go out to LA <laughs> if uh, if the cards lay where they are. But 
Um, Bill, you're an old timer. That used to be their division, right? They used to be the NL yeah. West and yeah. spent all their time in San Diego and LA. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was the weirdest kind of a breakdown <laughs> the way it worked out, but uh, yeah. And, and it's, I think that, you know, you talk about the Braves of the nineties, they, they're the ones that kind of made the divisional series kind of boring, you know, because yeah. they wouldn't sell it out because the fans are like, oh, we'll just wait for the uh, league championship series. Yeah. When you make it every year, right? It's, yeah, you didn't I'll care. wait to the championship series. Yeah, you never cared. So I've got one shout out on baseball. Uh, the Cleveland Indians, the first team in baseball history to have four 200K pitchers on the same team. Wow. wow. Four guys with 200 strikeouts. First time ever. Um, good job, Indians. That's really good. Yeah. Or, or really bad job hitters in the American league. <laughs> <laughs> we, we like to think it's more about the pitching bill. Okay. Here, sorry. All right. In Ohio. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Let's, let's go to the NFL. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to finish with college football and, and, and golf, obviously uh, let's go NFL because um, let's, let's start with Thursday. I think the, the world was watching Thursday and I got to think, unless you're a true Jets fan, you were pulling for not only were you pulling for the Browns to win, but you were pulling for Tyrod Taylor to do what he did. And that was lay an egg in the first half. Or get a concussion. Or get injured. Yeah, one of the two. One of the two. Listen, listen, you, you can say injured, but he was laying an egg. All right. What was he, one for 14? All right, you guys can make all the excuses you want for Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> make an excuse. I'm just telling we you. Struck nerve. We struck a nerve. We struck a nerve. They took his helmet away. He couldn't play. He was horrible. And unfortunately, I don't know if you heard off the game, Hugh, Hugh Jackson, the coach, he says, well, we're going to have to watch the tape to determine who will be the, the starter next week in Oakland. Are you kidding me? Uh, guys, that was fun. I, Baker Mayfield came in after, after Tyrod Taylor couldn't hit the field, um, except for when he's being sacked uh, five times in the first half. Um, Baker Mayfield comes in and just throws some of the, some of the tightest uh, spiraled throws to receivers all over the field. He, he had three dropped passes. Landry dropped one that hit him directly in the chest. Uh, Antonio Callaway bobbled one for four or five minutes before he dropped it. Um, but he led the Browns to their first victory in 635 days. Mm. Um, it, was a, uh, it was a fun crowd and in uh, in Cleveland, um, what did you guys think of that game on Thursday, and, and kind of just the way everybody was treating and reacting to the to the big win? Hey, Sean, I'll jump in. Um, let, let's be fair to, to Tyrod Taylor. He, the Browns should have been two and zero, right? I mean, he. I don't know if he's been doing such a bad job. That said, injury pull him because he's ineffective. Um, Baker Mayfield uh, definitely uh, lended a, a spark and energy. Um, Probably is a better quarterback. There's a reason why the Browns are holding him back, uh, whatever reason it is. But um, yeah, he's he's the starter. Uh, it's his to lose now. Um, I love the tweets of, "Are we going to wear the same uniforms every day now?" The Browns the, with the brown tops and the and the white white shorts. Um, the color rush brown uniforms. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, hey, good job, uh, Browns. Love to see it. I was rooting for them. Um, I was. Real quick story. I was at a wedding this weekend with my brother-in-law as a diehard Jets fan. And my sister actually came up to him and said, wasn't it awesome that the Browns won on Thursday? And he goes, no, it was horrible. She's like, you don't understand. They won for the first. He's like, no, I, you don't understand. I'm a Jets fan. So <laughs> it's just it was horrible. Yes. It made me laugh so hard about how sports is. 99% of the people are happy to see the Browns win. And then there's the 1% of the Jets fans who are like, I don't care. They should have won next week and not for us against us. One thing tells you the entire the entirety of Thursday night for me. I watched till the final final gun of a Thursday night football game for the first time in my life. Nice, right? Yeah. Oh, first of your life on the East Coast, right? Exactly. Yeah. Sean, again, not not trying to take it too much time, but I was at a courtyard by Marriott, which is sponsored by the NFL in Valdosta, and they did not have the NFL Network. So I was, I was watching on my phone. I was so mad. But, um, the, anyway. the Embassy Suites in Fort Myers did have the NFL Network. So I was in Valdosta. I was, I was in Valdosta so what am I going to do? All right. That's hilarious. I'll, I'll tell you what. I, I like this Browns defense. Browns defense is strong. Denzel Ward, uh, the number four pick in the NFL draft from Ohio State. Uh, three, three turnovers already, two interceptions and a, and a fumble. Um, he's playing really well. Miles Garrett is unstoppable on the defensive line. Look, Browns have a er, – they have a couple extra days of rest. They go to play 0-3 Oakland in Oakland. Um, 
And with the Steelers playing tomorrow night uh, in Bill's backyard, um, I know the Ravens are two and one. Bengals are two and one. Um, but the Browns could be, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Let's let's not get overboard. But one thing I do want to bring up: um, they're a competitor. They, they've been a competitor of mine my whole life. Um, but has there ever been a better promotion than the Budweiser, the Bud Light fridges that they put in? How much promotion did those guys get about those fridges that they dropped into? various bars and, and places throughout uh, Ohio um, for the, for the break of the streak. Yeah. Some, somebody in the marketing department, uh, Anheuser-Busch uh, got promoted over the weekend. Absolutely. Right. Yep. Yeah. That was good. So I love, Hey Sean, I loved it. I thought it was great. I loved it. The, they, they sent the combinations down electronically, right. To open it up and have, there was what, like how many beers? A thousand beers? There was 200 beers per fridge. Yeah. Oh, loved it. That was awesome. 200 beers per fridge. All right, guys, let's, um, I got to think, Bill, you've invited us into confidence polls. I got to think a major portion of the audience has gone this week after Buffalo goes in as what, a 17 point, 17 point dog? Yep. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And they yeah, came out. And and Shay, Shay would know better, or Todd would know better. 16 and, and a half, I think. <laughs> and they kicked Minnesota's 17. ass. Right? It was 17. Yeah, it was 17. Yeah, yeah they went 27 to 6. In wow. Minnesota. In Minnesota. Wow. Moneyline bet on the Bills would have been pretty good, huh? Wow, no kidding. Uh, that, now, that, when that you say Moneyline, that would have been like bet, bet 100 to win 600 or something like that. Bet, bet yeah, win. exactly. No, no spread needed. You would have you gotten paid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, One of the things that's going unnoticed about this game, they did it without their best player. There was no LaShawn McCoy today either. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. And Josh, no, Josh Allen Davis either. Because right? he was <laughs> – <laughs> Yeah, Josh yeah, Allen, I believe Josh, Josh Allen threw – Huge, huge game, right? Threw for one and ran for two, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, so, so is that, is, is there, do we worry about the Bills now the rest of the way? Or was it just like kind of some fluky thing with the Vikings? What, how, what? We'll find out the Rams and the Vikings play Thursday night. On Thursday. So that'll yeah. be fun to watch. Another good one, yeah. Where's that game at on Thursday, Bill? I don't know. You can look it up. That's oh, the bank. Lord. I mean, well, U.S. Bank Stadium in Minnesota. It is in Minnesota. So that's, a, that's, a, that's you know, I, I'm not saying it's a must win, but after a loss that could have been a win or a tie that could have been a win, obviously a couple different times, they got rid of their kicker, uh, Carlson, um, and brought in uh, Dan Riley. Um you know, um, or Dan Bailey, um, what Minnesota is going to have to come up and, you know, they're going to have to kind of show up and, and put their money where their mouth is, uh, next week against a, a very, uh, high flying Rams team. How about the best, defeated team, the, the best team in the NFC Rams team without a yeah, doubt. Yeah. Who's better right now after the first, no, what, nobody right now. Those are the first three games. Yeah. Hmm. All right. I don't yeah, there, there are a lot of Vikings fans here in Portland uh, for some reason. Um, but watching Vikings games, they have a new offensive coordinator this year. They don't take shots downfield. I don't know what it is. It's, it's a lot of short, intermediate, and a lot of people are picking this Vikings team because of the defense and because of what they did last year. But you can't win in today's football without taking shots downfield. You talked about that last week, right? You got, it's it's yeah. the Sean McVeighs and these guys that are just doing – you know, the, the high flying running gun and boom, you know, and move it down, move the ball down the field. And they got the right guys to do it there right now. And then you throw Gurley on top of that. They're just pounding away. Oh, they're going to be, they're going to be fun to watch. Speaking of throwing, speaking of throwing the ball up and down, speaking of throwing the ball up and down the field, guys, let's talk about the game that happened in the Mercedes Benz stadium. <laughs> um, it, it's becoming kind of a, if you want to see a high-flying offense, um, watch the Saints because their defense is so bad. They're going to get the ball back and forth. But, man, that was a shootout. I didn't see a thing of it. I was on the golf course, but I was watching on my phone, kind of just watching the scores go back and forth. And as soon as I saw Atlanta went up um, 37-30 uh, with, I think, three minutes to go in the game, I said, well, that'll be tied. Um, and sure enough, I think uh, Breeze tied it up with, uh, what, 19 seconds to go in the game. Um, goes into overtime. And I don't. I didn't see how – they won it, but I believe I heard Breeze ran for the touchdown. Is that right? He actually ran for the last two, right? He he ran for the tying touchdown, um, hmm. which would right right. And Todd Todd's rocking back and forth uncontrollably in a <laughs> in one of the one of the worst tackling exhibitions you'll ever see. I mean, Breeze he's he's at the five yard line has two guys attempt to hit him. One might have brushed him. He he didn't make a move. He just turned around and like covered up so he didn't get hurt. And both guys flew by him. He turned around and dove. You know, ran and dove in the end zone. 
for the tying score. Uh, and then that's, they, uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a 40 year old man. <laughs> and these are two 25 year old defensive backs coming up to cream him and he, they missed him. Are they <laughs> hats off to Drew Brees for scoring that touchdown? Exactly. Yeah. But hats on to those two guys for <laughs> giving him that much credit. Just, just yeah, wrap him up and he's not going to juke you out. So, um, hey, and, and Shay's going to jump in. Um, it's an old fashioned NFC South battle. Uh, I don't care what the records are this early in the game. Um, what a great game. I was really hoping Atlanta won. Um, they didn't. Uh, but I think this lends to a, a, a different um, topic of it is nothing with the result, but the overtime in NFL I just think is just bad, just bad, bad, bad. And it's easy to bring up because Atlanta lost, but I just hate it. And I don't know if it's another uh, stare down 30 uh, minute podcast to discuss, but I just hate the way the NFL handles overtime. Um, I don't know well, what it's it made adjustments because people hated it the first way. You don't want, I still, you want to keep I still, adjusting it, huh? Well, they lowered it to 10 minutes, which less time. And, and they're still a team that can possess the ball once and win, right? Yeah, yeah. Which has so, yet to happen in any overtime game this year. I just – Today. I just did. It just did. Today was the first time. Yep. Yeah, the Saints oh, got it. The Saints drove at the end. Yeah, it kept it for oh, the Saints. seven oh, okay. or eight minutes. Yeah, that was a long drive. I mean, they were yeah. – so again, like it's it is what it is. They won fair and square. It's a system. I just don't like the system. You know what every Saints fan's going to tell you. You know the answer, right? You should again, stop them. <laughs> I agree. It's it's not about today. I hated the two ties that have already occurred. Yeah. Um. It's just I don't know. You know. I, I don't. I don't want to feel like I'm crying sour grapes. I just hey, jump like in. It. Jump in. And give us your thoughts on the Atlanta game. Eight lead changes. Was yep. it eight or seven? Eight lead eight. changes. It was a dirty game, wasn't it? I mean, zero punts in the fourth quarter. Um, for the first time in his career, Matt Ryan throws for five touchdown passes, and it gets Calvin overshadowed Ridley. because they lose. Calvin Ridley, <laughs> Calvin. Three, uh, three touchdown receptions, most by a rookie in one game in the history of the NFL. And for all you fantasy geeks out there, Drew Brees, over 40 fantasy points. That is extremely difficult to do for a quarterback. In fact, he's done it twice in his career. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah quarterback. Another record that was broken. Drew Brees is uh, number one on the completions list for the yeah. NFL now as well. Yes, first of all, I was shocked by the number. It's like sixty-seven hundred completions. Sixty-five hundred one. I think that's amazing. And let's just talk about a couple records that are on pace. Uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, threw three more touchdown passes. I believe he's at thirteen now. That's a record for the he's first. A, yeah, he's ahead of Tom Brady and, and Peyton Manning's record pace. Um, how about Michael Thomas receptions in New Orleans? I believe he's at forty-one receptions now in three games. Mm. And the uh, St. Pete Manatees fantasy <laughs> football team loves him for that. Thank ah, you. very nice. Nice. Uh, can't guard Mike at, at, at Twitter <laughs> handle. Yes, um, perfect. Uh, unbelievable. But let's talk about those Chiefs. Um, I, I got to say that they. Um, they're playing some unbelievable football right now uh, as far as on the, on the offensive side. Patrick Mahomes um, really stepping up as a – he's got so many weapons from Tra- Travis Kelsey to Tyreek Hill to, I mean – Kareem Hunt. I mean, Kareem Hunt. I mean, they're really looking good. You know, I, I got to think they're a, a fantasy uh, dream, Bill, for, for someone who's got some of those guys on their team. Yeah, I have none. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Bengals lose a tight one to uh, Carolina. So, boy, that NFC South is uh, is tough. Um, unde- uh, unbeaten team, or sorry, winless teams right now. You have the um, you have the uh, Texans, you have the uh, Raiders, and there's one more. Um, oh, the Cardinals. Uh, yeah, Cardinals lost. They, br- uh, they bring in Josh Rosen. Yeah, it didn't yeah. go very well. They they and, they actually were up yes. uh, up um, in that game. Seattle wins happen yeah and detroit pending <laughs> yeah that's true detroit detroit possibly and then and then tomorrow night bill give us a little preview on the the big game in the uh the little sombrero yeah so we've got uh, james yeah you got ryan fitz magic uh trying to keep the magic going and who'd have thunk three and oh was even going to be a thought you know this weekend uh with uh with james out and ryan fitzpatrick the the classic journeyman you know quarterback uh and so 
and Sean, I think we had conversation off off the podcast before about would he uh, would would Fitzpatrick continue to start if he has a, a good game against the Steelers? Found out today the answer is yes. So okay, if he has, in fact, he has to really have a poor game tomorrow night to not start Week Four. So I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the latest out of the Bucks camp, and so that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, this town's going to go nuts tomorrow night. It'll be it'll be a blast. Uh, yeah, and I got news for you. There will be a ton of Steelers fans. There always is down there, right? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you are in the country. There'll be a ton of Steelers fans, but it'll be worse here. So you know my take on that. I'm going to apologize in advance for Steelers fans. That means a lot of pickup trucks with guys with beer bellies and goatee. So uh, it's just what happens. If you if you uh, listen, yeah, maybe you haven't heard this yet, but if you drive by a truck with a Steelers bumper sticker, right, it'll be a truck. Pull up alongside the guy. He's got a gut and a goatee. I'm just telling you. <laughs> steel town, man. Bill's got something against. <laughs> Bill's got something against steel workers. Nothing against steel workers. Everything against Steelers. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, his rap was the same when he lived in Phoenix, and it was Seattle fans, right? I mean, it's just different. I'll tell you what. Look, I was in Seattle at a conference, and the Seahawks were playing the Cardinals, and I was flying back on a Saturday, and guess who I was on the plane with? Every other person on that plane was a Seahawks fan. And whatever the <laughs> chant is, it was the entire flight home from Seattle Phoenix. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and, they, and, of course, uh, the Seahawks won. So it's great. All right. Yeah. Any other games you guys saw today or any other teams that you saw that you want to give a shout-out to, uh, anything that happened um, in the NFL? I, I Jimmy G remember. goes down today. Jimmy G goes – Jimmy Garoppolo goes yeah. down. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. Yep. It, He's out for the season, season for sure or, or – well, no, he's going to go an MRI tomorrow. Wow. Wow. Did you mention, and I apologize if you did, the three no Dolphins? Is that possible? Wow. They, they, beat, the Raiders. Yeah. they beat the Raiders today, yeah. And they would have a they, – if, 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 if the Patriots lose this game tonight um, and we're, we're heading towards halftime, uh, they would have a two-game lead in the, in the East, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's 13-10 Detroit right now in the third. But, yeah, that would be who, – who would have thunk? Miami three no. So and if the Jacksonville hadn't laid that egg against the Titans, oh, Jacksonville, yeah, you'd be looking at all three teams yeah, three no possibly pending tomorrow night. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, boys, let's let's talk uh, NCAA. Uh, let's let, let's leave golf for last because it's a, it was kind of a historic uh, win today uh, in golf. So we'll finish with that. But um, NCAA, I think it's pretty clear to say that that the top four are a level above everybody else, right? Ohio State, uh, working backwards, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia, and Alabama. Um, Alabama just missed covering a 26-and-a-half-point spread, which seemed ungodly. Um, if it wasn't for a kind of a, a, a you know late, I think, four minutes to go in the game, Kellen Mond, touchdown pass, Rain M. Um, Todd, Todd you, 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 you said it a couple times on our, on our private text. Um, a great quarterback at Alabama seems sometimes unfair, right? I mean, to a – Seems, I mean, unfair? seems unfair. Yeah. I mean, what? It's yeah. It, it, dude, it's over. They will not not lose a game this year. The Alabama will not lose a game this year. All right. It's, Name the that's, bet. That's, Name that's the bet. So I'll take it. I'm there. They will not lose a game. I'm going to start calling you blue chipper bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to play him out, but you're right, Bill. As all things stand, uh, it's, it, they're not going to lose, but you got you to gotta play him out, right? Yeah, I guess. You just you can get hurt. Tua could get hurt, and hurt can get hurt, and then, then they lose. Well, they got, they got what, LSU, Auburn, Georgia? I mean, yeah, LSU, Mississippi State. Yeah, um, I mean, they got some testers, but all, as it lays today. Did you say Mississippi State? Didn't Kentucky beat them? <laughs> yep i'm just saying the later it gets in the year the tighter those games get a little bit you know it's it's it's, it's kind of funny how some of those games that shouldn't be close um end up being close hey, hey, is, um, alabama gonna, hey. is alabama gonna lose the game this year and you're an uh, auburn guy is alabama gonna lose the game this year not until the sec championship i think the uh if they face georgia in atlanta for the sec championship i think it'll be a really i think it'll be better than the national championship game yeah. I, hey, okay. I'll, I'll 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 go with that. That it's. Gonna hey, be hey I'm going to interject, and Sean, you can you can run with this. Number thirteen, Virginia Tech lost to Old Dominion by two touchdowns yesterday. 
So this you're is, trying to compare Virginia, Virginia no, Tech to Alabama? No, or are you just saying no, anything can happen in college football? That's what I'm trying to say, yes. I, I, except for Alabama. Everything, anything can happen in college football except when it comes to Alabama. Listen, Bill, no one's with, taking your bet. No one's taking your bet. With but I'm saying quarterback. you got to play it out, right? They have the best no quarterback one's in football. They have the best quarterback in football. With that defense, with, that, with, the, with all those weapons, it's just not fair. I will – not trying to be a homer because you guys know I'm not a homer for Ohio State, but let's see what hap- let's see what Dwayne Haskins does at right. Penn State on Saturday night uh, at the Whiteout. You know that's gonna be a number four versus number ten, uh, his first true road game. This guy is uh, an unbelievable, probably, probably one of the best quarterbacks I've seen Ohio State have. Uh, talent, he's got talent, pure pocket passer since Joe Germain, um, and Joe Germain certainly didn't have the the running backs and receivers that that um, this guy's now. Nick Bosa is out. Nick Bosa had surgery uh, late last week. Um, so defense is uh, next man up. Um, that next tier, guys, of, of, of teams, LSU slides up to number five this week. Um, I don't know that yeah. they're number five team. I don't know that they're number five team in the country, but they, they slide up to number five. Oklahoma drops back a spot because they got scared by Army. Overtime, uh, yeah. Over, taken to overtime, but they, but they do end up winning. Uh, Notre Dame switches quarterbacks. Um, Notre Dame, I think, one of, the, one of the more overrated teams in the country. They have some of the tough stretch of games coming up. They play – Virginia Tech, and they play, um, they play Stanford, uh, and that Stanford team. I don't know if you guys watched that game last night, but whoo, that was kind of a. I know Shea probably was because it was right down the street from you. That was a fun game. I mean, that, Oregon is fast. Oregon, uh, Oregon is. They move the ball all over the field, but boy, Stanford is just line up and punch you in the face, tough. Um, and they have some of that sneaky speed. Shea, I see you kind of sighing because you. You know, you're like, oh, I, I, don't, I hate Sanford. But tell me what you thought about that game last night. <laughs> hey, hey, Shay, I'll jump in because you were more awake when I was when I saw it. But tell me if I'm wrong. Oregon, Stanford had one timeout. There's a minute left. They, they were running the clock out, didn't need the first down. The running back stretched to try to get the first down. Stanford knocked the ball out, scored, and then won in, in, in overtime. Stanford stole that game like I've never seen a game stolen in my life. I mean, it was unbelievable. Shay, I mean, you go. You were there. You're, you're on the West Coast. Tell me what happened. I'll, I'll take you a possession before what you just described. Oregon's going in to score a go-ahead touchdown. Um, the running back actually kicks the pylon, doesn't cross the pylon, kicks the pylon. They mark it a touchdown on the field. After review, they, they bring it back, say it's second and goal from the one-yard line. Next play, fumbles the shotgun snap. Stanford yep. runs it back. <laughs> that was a that was a miracle in college football. Stanford, that was I a miracle. Now I didn't understand that call because they said the pylon is technically out of bounds. Yet, how many times would you see a, a runner dive and touch the ball to the pylon and they call it if, a touchdown? If, if the ball coming from the field of play, is different. Yeah. if they're coming from the field of play, then yeah, that's going to cross the plane. Okay. It hits the pylon. It had to cross the plane to hit the pylon. Okay, think. but because he kicked it and then and the ball went left of the pylon. Yeah, outside. He of called it, it out. Yeah. All right. Um that was a that was a tough that was one of those bad beats, uh, as they talk about, you know, or or <laughs> fan base. Oh my god. You know. And it, but 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 can we also say it was a great win for Stanford? I mean, Stanford yes. just I mean They didn't give up. They did they not played football through sixty minutes and then obviously in overtime. Um that was a that was a fun game. Um, you hey, know, Sean? with Scott where does Stanford end up in the rankings this week? Then Do they, uh, they are, I believe they're, I believe they stayed ahead of Notre Dame because right now it's six past, maybe. I, no, LSU's five or Oklahoma's six. I think Notre Dame was seven. Notre Dame and Stanford must be flip flop. I think okay. Stanford's seven still because okay. they were seven. Okay. Notre Dame stays eight. Okay. Um, guys, guys, watch the watch the effect of this game. It was a great game Saturday night. Stanford stole a game. But watch how Stanford going into Notre Dame next week after Notre Dame switches quarterback. Oregon going into Cal, who's coming off a bye. Cal's a sneaky good team. I think that this game takes a lot of energy away from both teams, and mm. it can affect the conference moving forward. Hmm. Yeah. Well, not, you know, Stanford can, can lose to Notre Dame and, and still have a still have control of the uh, – now, Stanford's in the, in the uh, Pac-12 North, right? Yep. Yep. So they're going to play. They're going to play Washington coming up. Washington had a had a a good win against a, a game, a pretty game Arizona State, State yeah. team. Yeah, right. definitely covered. Um, but 
Yeah, but they didn't get the W. So they're they're now two and two, and and right about where you thought they'd be. They're coming on though. I mean, first year Herm Edwards, right? Yeah. You got to be excited if you're. But Manny Wilkins is their senior. That's their quarterback, and I don't. I'm not sure who's in the wings. So we'll see. We'll see how they uh, keep going. What's going on there, Todd? You, you guys having a party at your house or what? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, there, there were a couple top twenty-five losses. Uh, Todd, you never know what's going on. As you referenced, uh, uh, Virginia Tech goes on the road to Norfolk to play Old Dominion. I, apparently, the Virginia legislature had something to do with this. Uh, they, they've signed a six-year um, agreement to play each other. Um, it's one of those things. After a loss like that, you're like, take them off of our schedule forever. Um, but that didn't happen. Um, other big, t- other, uh, losses in the top 25. Um, so they got like eight more years left on that contract. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And like a third string walk on quarterback for old dominion. Right. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. Most, most yards ever given up by a Bud Foster team, uh, in, in history. Um, Michigan uh, looked pretty good against a, a Scott Frost team. That, that now that's zero and three. The first time Nebraska has been zero and three since nineteen forty five. Um, but he'll hey. always have his national championship at UCF. So <laughs> Shay, <laughs> your boys in Auburn uh, uh, won an ugly one. Kind of just a boring, uh, you know, chop wood game against Arkansas. A very bad Arkansas team. Uh, Will Greer in West Virginia win. Um, Mississippi State goes on the road to. Uh, the bluegrass and gets kind of kind of crushed at the end of the game. It was close, uh, but Kentucky a big win and they're you know once again they've got to they got to beat the big boys. They've got to beat South Carolina. They got to beat uh, Georgia. Um, but they're but undefeated, right? They're undefeated and they're they're now in the top twenty five. So wow. uh, kudos to them. Texas Tech goes in and kind of blows out Oklahoma State. Um, wow, that was a big upset. Uh, yeah. yeah, so so thirteen loses, fourteen loses, fifteen loses, seventeen loses as TCU goes down to Texas. Um, Wisconsin bludgeons out a win in Iowa. Uh, Michigan wins big. Miami wins. Boston College loses to Purdue. Purdue's first win. Uh, Michigan State thuds out a win, and BYU wins. So uh, let's Purdue's talk about the, the other. Best, Purdue's the best one in three team in the country. I'll tell you right now. The other game in Knoxville uh, that Todd and I obviously were, were paying attention to. Uh, always a always a my Bill, as you know, my most hated rival of all college football. So to see Florida go in there, I was nervous. I didn't, I didn't know if they were going to be able to do it. They get six turnovers. Um, and I would say they forced two, and they were gifted four. Um, plus, they got a safety. Um, now I shouldn't say that. They, they, they probably forced four and, and were gifted two. The, the, uh, the fumbled kickoff on, in the second half was, you know, I know he hit him. But, uh, Todd, it was one of those games where you just everything started going in Florida's favor. And even when we almost didn't even, you know, we almost messed up to not score. Could have been score could have been much worse if we would have scored on some of those. Because we turned the ball over. I think we scored uh, thirty. Some of our points were off turnovers. Um, but it was just one of those fun games where things were going in your favor. And if it's on the other side, it's you're you're turning it off at halftime, right? Yeah. Hey, good news, bad news. Um, good news. Florida won forty-seven twenty-one. Six turnovers. Take it and run. Enjoy it celebrate bad news is we still don't know what this offense can do i mean i agree i think tennessee had some more yards on offense um hey felipe franks did what he had to do he he managed a good game had a couple touchdown passes a couple touchdown runs but who would have predicted six turnovers six turnovers um hey you know we're, we're florida guys great to be a florida gator we won Take it and run. Um, but we still have question marks. So I'm excited for the victory. But, wow, that was a weird game. Good to be on the side that we are, right? Yeah. Jeremy Pruitt uh, did not handle uh, it well. I don't know if you saw the, the kid on their team. We talked about um, Vontae Davis. Yeah, Vontae Davis quit, didn't come out of the second half uh, kick for the Colts or for the uh, Bills. This kid from, uh, from Tennessee, uh, coach told him to go back in the game. And the kid flat out said, I don't want to go back in. And the coach said, then get off my field. And the kid walked off the field. Um, just, you know, the kid just basically just refused to go in the game. Shay, did you hear that? I did not hear about that. Yeah. So coach said, go back in the game. He said, I don't want to go back in. He said, then get off my field. I don't know how it's been done in the past, but get off my field. Hey, hey, hey Sean, uh, I'll jump in. It gets worse than that. Uh, there's video of 
Pruitt kicking the dry race board, right? That's yeah, that was on ESPN. Yep. And then he got a penalty for unsportsmanlike conduct. The coach, which almost never happens, right? So then, in celebrating the victory, I'm like 47-21. I looked at Tennessee's schedule coming up. Yeah, they have Georgia, a bye week, Auburn, and Alabama. <laughs> so just take a second and, and digest that. Yeah. This was a this was a must win for Tennessee, and they got blown out at home. So. Yeah. That's where a lot of that angst and anger came from, from Jeremy Pruitt. They had to win this. They, they got four horrible weeks ahead of them, including a bye week, and wow. You know what I think I heard on, on, football's ga- in trouble, right? on game day I heard the other day, um, and I guess I'll have to verify this step, but I think they said Tennessee was the first team to go winless in the SEC in its current configuration. Not a Vanderbilt team, not a, not a Mississippi State team, not a – Kentucky. No team has gone winless in, in the SEC. Uh, that's, that's unbelievable. And Tennessee hasn't won a game since 2016 in the SEC. Um, so couldn't happen to a better fan base. I'm thrilled uh, that they're going to have to uh, live, live another, another year. Uh, boy, you know, tw- that's one of the things about Twitter is you talk smack during the week and you guarantee wins and you, and you say, you know, it, it, when this happens – and, and then it just, you know, the, the hashtag, this didn't age well, uh, just works so well uh, to go back and look at some of those things. Um, college football next week, though, we got some big ones. We have, uh, obviously, like I said, the, probably the big one is the Ohio State goes to Penn State. Um, really, I mean, that, that one's going to determine who wins the, the, uh, the Big Ten East because obviously the other team has to lose twice probably. Uh, which could happen. Michigan obviously stepping up and becoming a little stronger, um, gaining some 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 reverence. Uh, we talked about Tennessee going to Georgia. BYU goes to Washington, so that's a big Western Conference tilt. As you said, Shay, uh, Cal's up to 24 now, uh, so Oregon goes to Cal. Um, West Virginia plays at Texas Tech. That'll be a high-scoring game. Uh, Baylor, Oklahoma, that's one week out from the Red River Shootout. Red River Shootout. Uh, Pitt plays at UCF, so that's not going to be anything. UCF up to 13, Bill. Um, <laughs> Florida, Florida goes on the road to Mississippi State. I'll be uh, there live, so I uh, should be going. And then Stanford, Notre Dame is your other big one. So we'll see what happens. Well, Sean, 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 you're missing one. You're missing a big ACC matchup here. Syracuse goes to Clemson. Upset alert. <laughs> Upset alert. <laughs> yeah, two years in a row, huh? <laughs> you bet it's seven, two years in a row? They're three and zero. It's three and zero versus three and zero. You never four and zero. Four and zero. Four and zero. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm going to guess that that line opens at 27, 20, <laughs> 24? twenty seven, twenty twenty four. It's twenty two. But it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you just you got Dino Babers back, right? <laughs> uh, Eric Dungy and uh, Syracuse after what they did to Florida State last week, and they beat Clemson last year. Um, they're definitely not going to be lacking confidence. And yeah. they can put up a lot of points, so you never know what'll happen. Yep, that's so. probably that's probably very true. It's a noon kick in uh, Death Death Valley. So, all right, boys, let's talk what happened today in Atlanta. What was maybe one stroke away from an unbelievable finish <laughs> if uh, Justin Rose would have somehow not made the birdie he made on eighteen? Uh, Bill, I didn't see a single shot of this. I was I was in our end of the year golf event at the club. And then I went right to a client dinner. I'm going to turn it over to you because I know you were probably watching from the very first tee shot uh, with all your devices turned off and uh, your, your earbuds in and just focused on one of your favorite players, Tiger Woods. Um, One. One of. No, my absolute favorite player of all all time. Yeah. Why don't you walk us through what happened with uh, Tiger's 80th PGA Tour victory. Well, I think I think most most people kind of kind of know, but I, I'll tell you, it's just a couple of key things that, that really were important to me. One was um, having seen Tiger through this comeback struggle at times, you know, with the lead or you know have an issue pop up. In my mind, I said, if he birdies before he bogeys, he's going to win, right? If he'll just birdie before he bogeys, and he stripes it down the fairway on one and birdies one from about fifteen feet. And uh, it, it just was a perfect start, right? So the three-shot lead stretches to four immediately. And then Rose and McElroy just struggle, right? 75 from McElroy. Rose shot, he ended up at 73, seven. I think. Yeah, 73. 
Uh, and look, Tiger shot 71, uh, but, you know, because when he got to the last few holes, he knew what he needed to do and did it. But I'll tell you, your UF guy, Billy Horschel, had me nervous at the end of the, the Met tournament because he had an eagle putt. He had an eagle putt while Tiger was putting for, for a par that was that he ended up missing for bogey. And that, that, that could have made it a two-shot lead at that time with three to play. Um, so, but Tiger hung in there. He missed some fairways on the back, um, but, and he just played, he just did what he had to do. He didn't run away. You know, personally as a Tiger fanboy, I was looking for, you know, a 16 or 17 under just to destroy the field like he used to do in the old days. Um, but a, a comfortable, uh, walk up 18, the scene there was, uh, something I've never seen before as think about it in all of Tiger's tournaments, I've never heard the Tiger chant before ever. I've never heard that. Uh, I've heard huge applause. I was, I've told you guys many times, I was there in 08 when he won his last major. The place went nuts, but we didn't do a Tiger chant. We just went nuts, right? Were they chanting Tiger? Tiger? Oh, my God. As he walks up 18, you, you, you've you seen the British. I've seen, I saw the, I saw the yeah. video of, of that releasing that. Rory took off running because he saw what was going to happen. They were not going to beat the crowd there. So Rory kind of took off jogging. So did Lakava, the caddy. Tiger kept his stride. He had security all around him. And he had that, that same thing at the British Open where he popped out of the crowd into this open arena of people, uh, and they were just going nuts. Uh, it was such a fun thing. And he, he talked at length about that, that final hole. I mean, even over the bunker shot, he was very honest, and he said, I could have bladed that out of bounds. These people are all getting all excited. I still had to get that on the green. He goes, once he hit the green, I high-fived you know, Joe. I knew we had it. I mean, yeah, he could three-putt for the win. Would well, that have been the greatest ever if you would have bladed it out oh, of bounds? Could you imagine that? You know, <laughs> like, that. like you and I have done it. Todd's oh. done it. I mean, just, oh. you know, right times you can imagine. Yeah. Um, but, but he, you know, my, my wife, um, back in the day, she would always say, you know, she got tired of Tiger winning big. And for me, he could never win big enough. I, I wanted him to win by 15 shots at the open. I wanted him to, to destroy fields because, um, you know, I just had, I had friends who didn't like Tiger because, you know, he, they thought he was too brash. They thought he was the way he came out and said, hello world. And I'm going to be brutally honest. I think because they were slightly racist to be honest. And I wanted nothing more than Tiger to just come in and just, just take over the sport, which he did. You know, Justin Rose just got his, uh, he, he's now been the world number one for three weeks. And I love they said multiple times in that tournament, Tiger Woods was number one in the world for 13 years, 13 years. Uh, and so to not win a tournament in five years and to come back and do what he did, um, it, it was special. It was incredibly special. I can't wait. It's 600 days or I'm sorry, 200 days to the masters and Tiger is already the favorite to win the masters, right? Who, yeah. Why would he not be? So I can go on and on and on. I'll stop because, you know, I'd like to hear what everybody else has to say. But uh, it was it was such a cool special. Oh, and by the way, just hats off to Justin Rose. He really handled it well because he knew standing there on that green, this was all about Tiger. And Hicks went to Tiger first. Uh, and then Tiger did a great job of throwing it right back on Rose, going, congratulations, it's hard to win FedEx Cups. You did it. And Rose, in his speech, did nothing but praise Tiger. I mean, so it was – Really cool. And these are two guys who are going to be trying to kill each other in a week in Paris. Yeah. So it was very fun. You know, one of my favorite stats, it only lasted Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. But when the Browns won on Thursday night, people said, the Browns have won more recently than Tiger Woods. Right, <laughs> and, right. And it, it put it in perspective, and well, then Tiger how, goes on. How long has it been since, the, since Tiger and the Browns won in the same weekend? Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be an incredible stat to look at. At up. least five years and probably longer, yeah. so Todd, your thoughts? So, wow. Uh, Bill, that was, that was, that was pretty in-depth and, and uh, insightful. Love it. So I'm one of maybe your friends minus the racist element. Um, Good. That's fine then. That's all right. You don't have to like him because he's, he's cocky and brash. I get that. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, I just – what I didn't like about Tiger – I loved about him today, and I think we've talked about it before. Here's a guy, humble, um, in the moment, not in the moment just to win, but in the moment appreciating everything going around him, appreciating that, where he's come from, where he's been, um, acknowledging Justin Rose for winning the turn, uh, the FedEx Cup. Mm-hmm. Bill, have you ever seen Tiger close to crying? I never have. Well, he, he, he's cried when he's won. He cried when uh, his dad was at the Masters. Uh, he, I've seen him cry with Stevie when he was he come back from one of his um, 
one of his uh, many, you know, kind of swing rebuilds he hadn't won in a while. So he, he's an emotional okay. guy. Yeah, he can be there. Well, seen it. Fair, fair enough. Um, what I remember, Tiger, is the guy that just is just a, a soldier, right? Just yeah. no emotion. So I, I was um, I was glad to see what I saw, and uh, I was rooting for Tiger, and um, I, I couldn't say that in years past. Um, I'm, I'm a Phil guy, not a Tiger guy, but I think I, t- you know, texted you guys, Everyone loves a comeback story, and Tiger was on top of the world, faltered, came back, uh, finished. He, he came back for the tournament, finished short in the FedEx Cup. But what I loved about him is he acknowledged Justin Rose and, hey, great job. And I love the fact that Justin Rose, when he was walking off the green, said, I apologize to everyone because I know that you all wanted Tiger to win, but I'm sorry I won, which I thought was awesome. And then at the end saying, hey, we have such young, good golfers, and uh, this is for the old guys. I mean, look what Justin Rose has done. Not only major champion, gold medalist, FedEx champion. Um, I don't know if it could end up better. Storybook would have had Tiger win it both, but what a great great finish. And uh, I'll raise my hand. I watched very little until the very end, and I was glad, Bill, that you were on it. And uh, I knew you were on it. I don't want to jinx you. So it was, it was fun to uh, see what happened. Shay, how much golf did you watch today? You know, I was, I was NFL Sunday after the Falcons game. I was locked in on Seahawks game. I didn't see any golf today. I did see the highlights of it. Um, absolutely crazy scene coming up on 18. But what Tiger Woods – Tiger Woods means more to golf than any one person means to any sport in the history of it. And so that's super awesome. Shout out to Tiger. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll defer back to Sean, and I'll let you golf guys finish that conversation there. <laughs> Hey, let me jump in, Shay. Atlanta is always just banged on as the worst sports city. How about those fans at Eastlake today? I mean, that was awesome. They they almost trampled Tiger sprinting to the uh, – I've got to tell you, I, I've watched that Tour Championship many, many times every year. They The fans – you'll see some shots, Sean, 20 people deep yeah. in fairways. Yeah. And I'm sure McElroy, McElroy's never experienced that. He's never played in a final pairing with Tiger on a Sunday. So think about that, you know, because, you know, McElroy's a little younger and Tiger was kind of having his, he won a little bit in 13 and 12. But I think McElroy and Rose, I think they were both affected by the, he's called it the Tiger effect. They, it definitely affected their games because they're not, they shouldn't, they shouldn't shoot 73, 75. They're number one and number whatever in the world. Yeah. Um, and Sean, before we turn to you for final comments, Fowler, JT, help me, Bill. Bill um, Horschel, Billy Horschel. Billy Horschel, Matt. And Justin Kutcher, Thomas. And Justin, Justin Thomas. Tom- yeah. There were 10 guys that were hugging Tiger on the way to signing the scorecard. Yeah, And he, cool. he mentioned that. He goes, I was touched by everyone just loving the fact that I won the tournament and had respect for Justin Rose for winning the FedEx Cup. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, pretty Rose, cool. Rosie was right there waiting for him too at the at the scores uh, booth. It's a, it's such a unique you know the, the game of golf because you know can you imagine like at the, in the Super Bowl like uh, Cam Newton and and Peyton Manning a bunch of guys have been already eliminated from the playoffs like waiting at, at the sideline to hug Aaron Rodgers it just would be weird. Yeah. Um, and, and, and they don't do it in tennis. They don't do it in tennis. And, and Todd, what what I'm going to say next? Please don't. This is not a anti-Atlanta thing, but I'm going to guess no matter where that that event would have been played the audience would have been the same. I mean, Bell Reeve, yeah. Bell Reeve was dying for him to win the PGA, right? Yeah. And, and it was, it, it's cool to see. And, you know, I came home from my event tonight and my son, who has become a huge Tiger Woods fan just by watching the YouTube clips. I mean, you tell me, you, you say to Ryan, Canadian Open, 2007, oh. he'll say six iron out of the bunker. Like I he knows it. his shots. Yeah. Um, you know, kids today are emulating his swing, uh, his, his, his club spin. You know, the, the, the club flip when he hits good shots. Um, and I said to my son, I said, was it cool to finally see him win? And he said, Dad, when he came through that crowd on 18 and he made that last putt, I cried. Like, I got tears in my eyes. And that, you know, here's a kid who's never seen Tiger win. And, Bill, we've seen him win 80 times. Right. You know, we've seen all his wins. And, you know, you know, I don't know if you were watching back in the day, but when Tiger won, remember, Tiger won three U.S. junior amateurs back to back to back. And then he won three U.S. amateurs back-to-back. And that Steve Scott one that happened up in Pumpkin Ridge in Oregon uh, where he came back. Uh, and then obviously the one in, um, in, in, at TPC Sawgrass where he came back and did the first fist pump. Yep. Uh, and, then, and then he beat uh, uh, the, the 
the guy in, in Rhode Island, you know, I mean, he's won six U.S. amateur, U.S. Um, three, US three junior amateurs and three U.S. amateurs. No yeah. one's done that. And That's four true. and four U.S. Opens. Yeah. Um, so let's just finish today because we're not going to be on the show until next week after the fact. But it's hard to believe these guys are on a plane in about an hour <laughs> to fly to Paris. And they, I, I like the one answer they gave on. They asked Tiger, "Is it going to be fun flying with these guys?" to uh to paris tonight and he's like yeah i, I think we'll sleep a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i'm guessing not guessing um, not yeah. uh on their way to the atlanta airport the private airfield they're, they're probably uh, swing by and uh pick up a couple cases of beer if the uh make sure the plane's fully stocked um but so guys we head to the Ryder cup and and it's one of my favorite things in in, in all of sports um there is no better like rooting for sides mm. you know in this i mean the world cup's great you can pick belgium and you can pick but this is awesome as a sports fan and it's really bill i mean i'm sure you know it as well it's one of those sporting events that your golfing your non-golfing buddies will pay attention to because yeah. the scoring is kind of easy to understand uh match play people kind of figure out what match play is all about and just the action is constantly it's the one event that you just can't watch all tiger because you've right. got to be flipping back and forth. NBC does a great job of the coverage. Um, they, yeah, you, let's talk about that coverage for a second, right? Just the fact that you have the Euro flag and the American flag up there and, and going back and forth and what's the scores. It, it's just, it's just fun. You know, yeah. And, and you know, on Sunday and, and when it's hot, you know, and you get like the, the whole screen is covered with, you know, yeah. when all 12 matches are on the feet on the course. Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool. So the, the uh, European team is captained by Thomas Bjorn. Um, and his vice captains, Robert Carlson, Luke Donald, Patrick Harrington, Graham McDowell, Lee Westwood, all, all players that as yep. a golf fan, you know, yep. uh, the American team is captained by Jim Furyk. Uh, Davis love is his vice captain was, was the captain of the last team, uh, to, to lose the, the, the Ryder cup or to, uh, he actually won it in Hazel. He won it back. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, he also added Steve Stricker and Tiger Woods, but, um, as, as captains, but he has since added, uh, David Duvall, Zach Johnson, and Matt Kuchar as vice captain. So a lot of, a lot of talent, a lot of guys that have won matches, a lot of guys that know what it's all about to be on that team. So that's gonna be great. Um, let me just quickly run down the thing. I just want to get your, your take guys and we'll recap it next week. Um, here's the, here's the, here's the European team. And just stop me if, if any names jump out at you, Francisco Molinari, the, the current open champion, Justin Rose, the current FedEx champion, Terrell Hatton, Tommy Fleetwood, John Rahm, who kind of came almost back right today, Bill. He, I think, made some birdies late in the day. Yeah. Rory McIlroy, who uh, obviously, like you said, had his first Tiger effect. Alex Norin, Thorborn Olsen, and then here's your captain's picks. Paul Casey, Sergio Garcia, Ian Poulter, Henrik Stenson. When are we supposed to stop you, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what. My first thought is he uh, he much like Furyk, he uh, he definitely picks some older guys in his picks, right? Those are all uh, battlers. Those are all people who are known for just Casey like, Garcia, Poulter, Stenson, yeah. yeah. especially the winners. Those are winners, right there. Yeah. Poulter and Garcia just have been stellar in Ryder Cups. So um, we'll see. We'll see um, how that goes. Sean, have you? Do you remember a Ryder Cup in Paris before? The uh, first time it's ever been in France. Okay, that's what I thought because I know yeah. about Spain. Been once in, once in Spain of Alderama, yeah. and it's been once in uh, in, in Ireland. Other than that, it's always been in England. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see then. So I think I think I don't know. Maybe part of that home course advantage because a lot of those uh, I'm not sure how much even the uh, Euro players have played this course or have you know the it's not going to be a link style course. My guess, no, it's very American. It's a very American style course. Yeah, yeah. So I like I like I think uh, that's going to have some kind of impact on how uh, how this thing plays out. I'd like to think where they can uh, keep the keep the cup and bring it home. Yep. So the highest. Um, let's see. I can't. I don't have world rankings next to this, but here's the U.S. team: Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, Patrick Reed. Bubba Watson, Jordan Spieth, who didn't play this week, so he's nice and well-rested. Uh, Ricky Fowler, Webb Simpson, Bryson DeChambeau, Phil Mickelson, Tiger Woods, and Tony Finau. Uh, I'm thrilled with that team. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll just go on record and say right now, if the USA team loses, it's one of the biggest upsets um, as far as just talent on paper. Yeah. Once again, as Todd says, that's why the games are played. Right. Anything can happen. But um, you think You think Phil's going to sit two matches in the uh, fourth? The foursomes. 
Ah, man, he played horrible this week. Yeah, um, yeah. He's he's the tenth guy, so or twelfth. You know? <laughs> yeah, or I'm sorry, twelfth. Yeah. Right. yeah, I think I, he I'm is. Saying he, he he's he's a valuable player. He's he's more a great locker room guy. I was gonna say right clubhouse now, right now, right? Yeah, clubhouse all day long. He's lighthearted. Yeah. He's gonna pull pranks. He's gonna keep it loose. And I, I think, think he knows it. And yeah. I think when he's called on, he'll do the best he can. But I don't yeah. see him playing he'll, a full a full schedule. Right? I see three twenty three twenty five year olds on this team. Oof. Justin awesome. Thomas, Jordan Kobe Speed, Speed, Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah, and Kep- Kepka's in his twenties. DJ's is he thirty yet? I mean, it's a young team, a yep. solid yep. team. And then you got yeah. you know, some free wheelers like Bubba. You got Patrick Reed, who by far is the fire. He's he's already in Poulter. Uh, yeah. Mac- you know, McElroy can uh, hang with Poulter now as far as uh, that kind of stuff, but. Yeah, John Rom. John Rom's a feisty guy. Rom, yeah. Rom versus Rom versus Reed might be a fun match because those guys are just gonna. Yeah, uh, and Deshaun has got some got some uh, um, fire too, so he'll be fun to watch. I think you can almost guarantee Deshaun and, and and Woods will be paired up in uh, in four ball. Yeah, hey Bill, I I bench Woods. I don't think he's playing very well. Right? <laughs> I'll tell you, yeah. you know, the thing is with the Ryder Cup guys, as you know, and not trying to it's talk pairings, down, right? It's pairings. pairings because yeah. you got to think about which guy, you know, which guys play the same ball, which I know doesn't seem like a big deal, but if you're playing a Callaway and I'm playing a Titleist and I'm just, I like the way the ball spins. Yeah. When you play a foursomes match, which let me yeah. just explain, foursomes means there's four people playing two balls. Right. Four ball means there's four people each playing their own ball. That's what we call best ball here in America. Mm-hmm. Um, best ball is designed the way. Furyk will set this up is who are the guys that can just make a shitload of birdies yep. in a round of golf? They might make a eight big, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Scores don't matter. It's, yeah. it's all about birdies. And that's where you, you're going to see um, Finau probably, you know, you're going to see Dustin and Brooks paired up. Oh, just big guys that can bomb the ball. Yeah. You're probably going to see Justin and Jordan uh, paired up. You'll probably see Ricky and, and Webb Simpson. I mean, Finau and Simpson, I think might be a good matchup. Um, Finau will probably play the least matches of anybody um, just because he's, he's a rookie. And I think Mickelson will probably sit. Um, but Mickelson's one of those guys. Mickelson and, and Finau might be a, a great pairing. Uh, you got a you know, 48-year-old guy and a first-timer. Yeah, because um, Webb Simpson will probably sit, I think. I mean, Bubba's not playing very well, so I think he's not going to play all the matches. But, you know, you kind of know who the guys are who are going to be playing all four of the foursomes, uh, of yeah. the foursomes and the four balls. So Yeah, and it, yeah. it's hard to believe, but but I think we can probably guess that Tiger's going to play probably three of the five uh, sessions. You know, they call it sessions because there's, yeah. two, there's two on Friday, there's two on Saturday, and then they all play on Sunday, barring an injury. Yeah. How do you sit Tiger right now? I mean, how do you sit him? Well, the question is here, Bill, you're the captain. What envelope number – First time through 12th, where does Tiger – because you're not going to save until 12th. No. I, I know it all depends on the score. Uh, yeah, because if you if – you, generally what they do is they'll front load that team, right? They want to front load the team. That's if, behind. That's behind, yeah. They'll try to just get some points on the board and get some momentum going. So you don't set that until Saturday night. Right. So I'm going to say if the U.S. has a Let's lead, say it's tied. Let's say it's 8-8. Eight, eight, Tiger is number four. Okay. I have him up. Early, I want him up. I want him up there helping win. And it, well, along with guys like Reed and Spieth, uh, Kepka, I think you're going to load it up front. And Tiger, yeah. Tiger's one of those guys now, right? Um, ah, that's yeah, a, I, that's the fun part. And I and think he's going. What do you? I think the, the anchor. <laughs> he, was, he won the tour championship. I'm putting it one. Just hey, just young guns, just come, behind, yeah. Yeah. come behind him. Come behind him. Let's go. I think. Uh, I think you're going to see. Probably, I'm just going to make a pick right now. The last player out on Sunday. Is going to be someone like a, a Brooks Kepka. I mean, he's he's just come through and just stones. You know, once again, it, it all depends on the score. Yeah, ice in his veins. He doesn't give a crap. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I could also see you know just front loaded and just saying we're going to end this thing early. You know, yeah, it'd be the it first. It'd be the think about this, Bill. The, I think the last time the U.S. won on European soil was 1983. I think you're right. Yep. Maybe 90, yeah, because 93 was after the war by the shore. Yeah. And I know for sure they didn't win that year. So, uh, hey, uh, wake Shay up. He's about to fall asleep, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shay's going to be watching, man. I know. He's going to get that Ryder Cup fever. Ryder Cup fever. He's going to get the Ryder Cup. Like two in the morning? No. You're going to get the Ryder Cup app on your phone, man. You're going to be loving it. I'm, I'm serious. It's one of the best apps you can get is the Ryder Cup app. 
speaking of what's on your phone, go see, go check out Jack Nicholas's Instagram account today. Yeah. Uh, very nice. Uh, uh, shout out for tiger. It was great. Awesome. Guys, let's finish up the show. Great. I love this time of year. Couldn't be a better time. Next week is, is really, uh, college football, college basketball, rider or college, uh, Football, football, basketball, baseball hits a playoff run. Um, Shay, what do you got coming up this week, man? What's preseason, man? You guys are starting to probably get get the guys in the building, huh? Yeah, we uh we get our first uh we get our first crowd coming into Moda this uh, next weekend. <clears throat> we'll do a little uh, inter squad scrimmage and some fan fest action there. Uh, fingers crossed. Jimmy Butler wants out of Minnesota, and the Trailblazers are one of the last six. To, uh, to bid for Jimmy Butler's services. So uh, we'd love to nail that and get Dane some help down here or up here, I should say. Awesome. Todd, what's going on with you, man? What's going on this week in the ATL? Hey, work is work is work, and I love it. It pays the bills. It makes me want to uh, retire some way, someday, but I will <laughs> go with the uh, – and Shay hit on it a couple weeks ago, just humble with family. Um, had the honor of uh, watching my nephew Trevor get married this weekend, and um, even better yet, I uh, hope Trevor's not listening, but I got to spend time with my parents at the beach yesterday and watch uh, Florida beat Tennessee and hang out with mom and dad is always awesome. And looking forward to next week, um, Jenny's parents are celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary, so they have rented a house in the Highlands, North Carolina. So we were blessed to go up there and uh, and have a good weekend. So I'm I'm humble and uh, honored to uh, have great family time and uh, and uh, do all that. So thanks, Sean, for asking. No problem, Bill. What's up with you, man? Tell me about what's coming up on the real estate sessions and where you'll be this week. So uh, Emmy Simpson, I, I think you know her. I She's, do. Uh, yeah, from from Arizona. She's in Tucson. Um, really had a great time chatting with her. She'll be the guest on Tuesday on the real estate sessions. I'm helping out with some uh, office moves. We've we've renovated a few of our offices. We're at a place now where we really have some spectacular title offices. I mean, it seems kind of weird, but uh, a lot of times they're just kind of uh, plain Jane spaces. You've been in many of them, I'm sure, Sean. So um, that's that's this week coming up. And then I leave Sunday next week. We'll talk about coordinating uh, a time to record, but I'll be in uh, Vegas Sunday. Uh oh, Shay, I'll be in Vegas Sunday. Uh oh, uh, Shay just started. Shay woke up. Shay sat up. I'll be in Vegas Sunday through Wednesday for a conference, the Realtor.com Results Summit. Sean, I'll, I've got a roundtable on podcasting nice. on uh, Tuesday, and and the, uh, the Golden Knights have a preseason game against the Sharks on Sunday at five o'clock. So since the uh, Sharks are, oh, I'm sorry, Golden Knights are owned by Bill Foley. Our CEO, uh, I have my request in. Yeah, so nice. <laughs> I'll, I'll be at that game. So that's That'd be awesome. We got to work on a time. Uh, we'll do that off off uh, off the podcast. Awesome, guys. For me, it's uh, it, back on the road. I had a, a great week last week in Minnesota. I headed back to another state. Begins with M. That's Michigan. I go to the Michigan me. Association of Realtors uh, conference this week, uh, doing a couple sessions there, and then I fly from Michigan to another. Um, Mississippi. Actually, I'm flying to Atlanta to meet a buddy of mine. Uh, we are caravanning over with a bunch of our fraternity brothers from Florida to the Mississippi State game in Starkville. Uh, it's going to be a great time, uh, and I'll be watching the Ryder Cup along the way. Uh, we'll tailgate, and we'll have a great time for that game with all the cowbells, um, and then we'll we'll get back to business. Um, but guys, it's been a great week. For those of you that have hung on this long in the episode, thanks for listening. We do hopefully that you you uh, enjoy our conversations and maybe feel like you're one of us reach out and we'll we'll love to have you jump on one of these weeks with us and and talk about what you're watching. Um, Follow us on the Twitter at the stare down cast. Actually it's just at stare down cast. And you can follow Shay at Y2 Shay at Todd Meininger at Bill Risser. And I'm at Sean Carp. I'll tell you what we're heading out to watch the end of the football game on behalf of Bill, Todd and Shay. This is Sean Carpenter. Thanks for listening to the stare down.